This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. it on in welcome on back to the lingaholics podcast where we are bringing you episode 52 and let's give a shout out to all the kids all the teachers and to all the listeners who might remember um i'm gonna ask the guys here what they felt about their first day back in school after having a summer of fun a summer of being out and about kind of doing what you want and then all of a sudden you got to come back to a schedule a pretty rigid schedule like uh when you start your work day and you get your certain breaks it's kind of like the uh, antithesis of what the summer is but nonetheless for i senor this is the career path that i chose um uh, some days i feel like it chose me um because languages are just that way but today was the first day back in school uh here in alberta um i had three spanish classes a french class um boys i was firing on all c- cylinders i was so happy to be back in the language classroom just riffing with my students building off the energy and it was so much fun so uh yeah lots to share today um that just happens to be what the day is here so maybe we could talk a little bit about language teaching if you've had teachers that inspire you like like even like our some of our polyglot youtube heroes and such but i just feel like it's a nice little theme to start off the day so let's get some insights from the boys what they felt like on the first day back at school and how they're doing let's check in so senor sueco out in ontario how's it going buddy so I, I really want to hear from Cody, but okay, I'll go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, Cody, after. You want to do Cody for? Okay, let's do Cody first. Let's go to Cody. Let's do yeah, it. okay. <laughs> so the, I think since the last time we talked, I had my, my like, Navy SEAL level teacher training that I did <laughs> last week. I, I totally wasn't SEAL expecting Cody. that. Yeah, so um, it was all online training. So I had to do this at home. And it was like, it just ate up my whole day every day from like Monday to Wednesday. I only had time to like maybe exercise and cook some meals and things like that. But when we weren't in class doing training, there was homework we had to do. It was like, it was ridiculous. It was the most training I've ever done for any job. And so my week was just completely shot because of that. And then my weekend, I had to like take care of a bunch of stuff. And same with this week, like I've just been, I've been having to tie like a lot of loose ends in my life. And um, so I haven't like studied Korean at all. I haven't had 
any time. It's been ridiculous. And uh, I mean, I started my new job this like, I mean, I know I was doing those like summer intensive classes before, but now this week, this is like the first official week. First right. Week and back. they're, yeah. And their semesters kind of line up with the, the regular school semester. So um, yeah, this week was finally the f- official start of the regular classes, which felt nice, so man. nice. And I mean, the first day was kind of a disaster because there's a lot of like little information that you need to remember at this job. So I was kind of confused with a lot of things. and I forgot some things and had a lot of problems happen. So it was just kind of a mess. But um, yes, or Tuesday and yesterday were better. So I think it's just a matter of getting used to everything there. And in terms of actually teaching, um, everything went really well. I mean, I know how to teach, so that wasn't too bad. And yeah, I mean, the COVID lifestyle is very, very much still going strong here. And that's kind of getting to me. But I mean, so remind, remind the listener where you are. Yeah, just in Seoul, in, in Seoul, Seoul, South Korea, for those of you that don't know. And in within Korea, Seoul has the strictest regulations. So I kind of got the short end of the stick on that right now. And um, I'm also, I haven't done this yet, but I'm, I'm slowly going to be getting back into the gym and getting into my Taekwondo classes. So slowly but surely we're getting back into the kind of lockstep rhythm that i like my life to have so we're getting there and i mean yeah like the languages like i practice my languages in the other languages in the morning with my breakfast and things like that but other than that i'm not getting really much practice because i i had just been so busy lately but however during my lunchtime i have been watching that alex tienda documentary on on yeah. Afghanistan that you guys recommended to me. And that was that's been, that's been pretty cool. Yeah. But Cody, yeah. that wasn't the question though. The question was how do you in general, how do you like the first day of school? Well, even if you your yeah, childhood recollections, yeah. memories. Oh, like oh, see, I oh totally that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like No, but it was that too. It was it, that too. It was a double question. Double question. Okay. Well, you know, I always enjoyed the first week of school. Like, I mean, everyone loves summer, right? But there's there's a kind yeah. of, like, excitement with the first week of school, isn't there? It's like, it brings new hope and, like... Energy. And, yeah, and, like, yeah. I've always been kind of an ambitious person, so... um, That... The feeling when you're starting something new is just, like, you have that motivation and you have that excitement to, to get stuff done, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Was... Yeah, and, and I totally second that. Like, I, I was always pumped for, like, the first day of school when I was a kid. And al- also because I knew that the first couple of weeks were always going to be chill. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was never going to be stressful. The, teacher's chill. the first couple of weeks was just, like, being back and, like, hanging out with your buddies. Mm-hmm. And, like, even, like, in university, it was all it, it was always great being back, you know, being back on campus, hanging out with your buddies, going to me personally, out classes. I liked I liked the university because um, when I was in school I was a, a little bit shy and I, I didn't have a lot of friends so although I was excited it was like um, it was I, I felt that excitement way more when I was in university because I was actually like coming into myself and becoming a lot more comfortable as a person so every time 
I came back to first week of school, I'd be just killing it, right? So yeah man yeah and you see that in kids like that that just doesn't change right there's such an mm -hmm. energy of like oh we're all back it's all crazy yeah. and stuff and um as a teacher who like it's kind of weird as an adult because you're just you're perpetually back right whereas these <laughs> kids <laughs> i mean if you stick in the profession whereas these kids right it's like one two like uh, grade 10, 11, 12, boom, out and gone. And yeah, then they go on to do uh, university. But just being the, like around now for uh, like another startup, you're just like, holy smokes. There is this energy. There's this anticipation that you can't really describe. And then all of a sudden, boom, like class is back. So it, to me, it's always two days that feel like such a, a newness, like New Year's Day always. I mean, that's when your New Year's resolutions are happening, usually a big celebration. But the other day in the year that feels like such newness is a day like today when mm. class is back, for me at least still, as a teacher. So, yeah, boys. it's uh, Yeah, I'm curious with, well, well, Cody, you're still in the classroom, but, I mean, Sweco now, outside, kind of outside your... Well, no, actually, you were just doing, finished your master's. Yeah, but my ago. master's was really not that... Ed, well, it was educational, obviously, but it was yeah, not the traditional educational, traditional. Uh, rigor like you would yeah. see in uh, secondary school. Right. Okay. For example. Yeah. Well, yeah, that being... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No. Okay, that being said, um, so I am in the classroom, but uh, one, most of my classes are online and because of covert and two um <laughs> the kids here don't really get a summer break i mean officially they okay, do but okay. the kids yeah. from their perspective they certainly don't so there, i feel like that energy doesn't really exist here right yeah, yeah. that is more of a korean uh um what would you call it like that's just the way things are no Mm -hmm. like they give her non-stop whereas yeah there's there's no yeah. there's no breaks here. yeah whereas here i i don't know i guess think kids here they, maybe they'll just do something different like like they'll work a job or they'll um it's just something different it's not like constant schooling all mm -hmm. the time but uh yeah boys i don't know it felt it felt really refreshing just to uh um feedback i think it's like we talked about last episode, it's good to have those breaks, those pauses. And when you have no choice, but to just like wait out, um, like I finished teaching formally in the middle of June. So it's like two and a half months till I'm back in the classroom. And just with languages, I mean, I love learning them myself, but there's such an art that I love to, to making the languages seem like very learnable. And from the very first day and i think if you can just give that impression and plant that seed um i hope it i mean it's not to like uh make a subterfuge or uh, like like trick them to be like oh no the language is easy the entire time but if you can just lay like some nice breadcrumbs to start and get kids really like hey i can say my name i can say where i'm from i can say my age on the first day it's like okay let's just let's just start 
putting some cooking oil on and start the sizzle. I kind of feel so. So did you did you talk to them in Spanish and French today? Like only in Spanish? Probably? Not only, not only. I I've come to, and I'm not a, I'm not a Puritan in the sense of like, only target language. Um, I treat English as like greasing the wheels to get where I want to go, with the target language. But um, more and more, I can do longer stretches i would say on the very first especially with my newest level classes i can do like longer stretches just speaking in spanish and it's just by sticking to like a really uh concentrated framework but then you're just hitting it already from different angles so just take for example the questions what is your name and where are you from probably some of the first couple phrases you're going to learn or want to say about yourself in any language so you teach that as the class repeat it a couple times but then i go around individually to every kid in the classroom and get them to say that well okay you say it individually but then you probably hear me off in the distance saying it to like 10 other kids while i do that um so then i feel that is just like an offhand reinforcement where you're not directly engaged but you're already hearing like a those reps are like repeating 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 and then tomorrow we're just going to build on from that so um not like a huge like the whole target language all the time type of thing in an ideal world yes but whatever you're doing to point your language classroom in a more like um language like centric making sure like the spanish or the french is the the cornerstone to what you want to start with for sure. So I love to always hear what other language teachers do. Now, Cody, I know teaching ESL, I don't know, like, I think it was a little bit different than maybe like a second language classroom in high school. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting being like hardcore language learners, but then trying to make something that could entice average or semi-interested language learners, especially at a younger age. So... I don't know if you guys have thoughts on like like what would have gotten you motivated at, in high school or at that age because that's kind of a mentality you got to put yourself into like like so I go I know you've talked about your German experience and how it was kind of painful. I wish it were easier I wish they made it easier like I wish uh -huh. they made it like into a Pimser course <laughs> <Okay>. that's kind of <laughs> silly but like I wish yeah, they yeah. didn't make us learn that much they just focused on like basics more right i don't know if that makes yes. any sense it does but like it does and and then start with grammar started with the building sentences and then learning the grammar afterwards mm -hmm. yeah right because... like the second half of the semester should start like introducing the grammar but the first part of the semester should just be fun making sentences mm -hmm. um introducing yourself having like conversation basic conversation because that's fun right totally like simulating yeah. like ordering at a restaurant Absolutely. uh i don't know st stuff like that and then constant reinforcement doing the same thing over and over again and just like pems are like building blocks like michelle thomas exactly building yes. blocks building off what you learned yesterday correct yeah. So I, I, yeah. I wish they didn't make it so complicated in the beginning, teaching like grammar and the accused. Mm. Like we, I learned like the first thing they introduced to us was like the accusative case. And I was like, right. oh, yeah. I can't do that. 
right? Throw so, that um, out the window. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that in Germany. You spe- especially not in Germany. You start easy and you start with yeah, the connections yeah. like to so like I learned it from Swedish, right? So you start with the mm-hmm. connections like the the most simple words and phrases to say as mm-hmm. a Swedish speaking person. Same thing mm-hmm. for French, for example, if you're an English speaking person, you start with like the really easy stuff. Absolutely. Right? That's easy Absolutely. to say for you guys. Yeah. Uh, cognates. A lot of cognates, cognates, right? English cognates. Yeah. English cognates all the time. Cognate um, confidence. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I wish, and I, I really like your teaching style. I've seen you, Ian. I, I, I really yeah, like your yeah. teaching style. And I really like how you just don't teach the language. You teach culture as well, geography and everything. Like, it's not just like the language stuff. And it's more, you're not super hard on the grammar, which is, I like that. You shouldn't, like, grammar, you should not be. You shouldn't be studying grammar. Like I'd say for the first couple of years taking yeah, Spanish, yeah. you shouldn't be studying grammar. Grammar is like advanced stuff. That's like the nerdy stuff that you that you teach yourself like after you've already worked uh-huh. up like a basic level of fluency, just naturally. Yeah. Just like natural fluency. Okay, let's call it like a Pimsler fluency. So like sure. our level Pimsler in Portuguese. Fluency. Let's say sure. our level in Portuguese, when you get that level where you're able to have like basic conversations with, with, with each other, that that's when you can start looking at grammar, like seriously looking at grammar. But before that, it doesn't really make any sense. In my opinion, it just makes things more complicated. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that in the sense of who I'm marketing this to or who I'm teaching it to on average. I 100% believe that is the approach because I think you always will have outliers. Like I know Cody loves grammar. Lots of people do love grammar right off the hop. But when you have to teach en masse to 30 people at once, I totally think that's the way to go. Like, yeah, but it's, just, it's different you know, too. Like you, you don't have to be 100% anti-grammar. You can still like introduce feminine versus, mas- versus masculine. You, you kind of have to. But yeah, do it in like a natural way. So like one thing at a time. Uh-huh. Yeah, go on. No, I'm just, just don't throw everything at them at once, you know. No, hundred percent. Like don't 100%. like, and I know you know this. Like, don't start with like subjuntivo like on the second day. No, <laughs> Obviously, no, no. you don't start with like the 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 difference. Oh, 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 Cody, so Cody, Cody, Cody. Oh, Cody. Or... I cut out there. Sorry, my internet yeah. has been a little, a little. You know what? But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you don't no start with with like the different talking about the differences between the imperfect and the imperfecto indefinido, like the different past tenses, like on the second day, you don't do that. No. And you you can get subtle about it. Like I had a photo today. I was introducing myself. It was like my, my mom, my dad, and my aunt happened to be in this photo. So I'd be like, mi mama. Oh, okay. Aquí también. I, mi papá. Oh, aquí está, aquí entre mi mamá y entre mi papá. So between my mom, between my dad, uh, is mi tía. And then here's how that, like that subtle grammar thing. I was like, tía, femenina. Like any guesses how you might say uncle? And then, because it's the first day of Spanish class. And then eventually one out of 30, you're going to get a kid that gets it. He's like, tío. Like, yes. (laughs) Right? Like (laughs) you have such a crowdsourcing of guessing in a language classroom like even today like uh we're doing french animals we're talking about the family like include your pets your animal domestique and one kid's i was like uh comment tu because uh, sometimes kids know like the real basic stuff already like comment tu cat 
And one kid's like, um, uh, Le Cheval. I'm like, no, that's a horse, <laughs> but we can still use that though. Like that's still useful to the, some of you might have horses as the, so you just like build on your contexts here. Right. And I feel trying to organically bring it about, right? Like what do most people have for pets? Dogs, cats. I'm in a more rural area. So some of them have horses. A couple of kids last year had bearded dragons. Weird. <laughs> That's it though. Like I don't have to in this moment I don't have to teach the word snake, bear. Like this is just relevant to uh relevant to your family, right? Cuz lots of people consider pets part of their family. So let's learn that. Uh we just got off summer vacation, right? Great time to talk about what you did this summer, right? Why would I do that in October or November? Let's do that on the first day back. So I feel like mm building in these relevant conversations that kids can relate to. And then yes, like making grammar such a subtle, like just a light little touch. And then, and like you said, it's something you can like dive deeper into later. Which... So Ian, what do you do? Let's say you have a student because the majority of your students, let's be real. They're not going to be, super motivated to like reach c1 in one year no, right? i don't even know what that means but but, but here's my question though what do you do if you have if you do have one student that's super motivated keep challenge you got to challenge them further right so it's a great question because you do get those ones who will go mm -hmm. above and beyond and they don't just want to give like the boilerplate like like today like asking that question qual es tu nombre de donde eres okay what's your name where are you from Whereas some kids want to be like, oh, like, um, like, mi nombre, they'll say like their first name, last name. And then like, I was, I'm from here, but I've also lived here and here. So then what you do with those kids is you just expand on it. And it wasn't something that you would just kind of repeat it in front of the whole class, but you try to use cues and contacts. So like, I got this one girl, she plays baseball. Um, so she's always like wants to do more so it's like oh like so and so hit so many home runs when did they hit the home runs um did you hit a home run um what was the name of the girl did you guys win what was the so you just like build up with these follow-up questions and she's at an advanced enough level that she will follow along so she can go along with more like um fluid stuff but what if like what if like this lady or this girl what if she is so motivated that she goes home and she downloads the oh, Pimsleur yeah, yeah. app and she starts doing Pimsleur. She goes on italki, takes classes. She comes back and she's like a oh, yeah, year ahead. Happens. What do well, you look, do? Like, do you keep her in the class? Because that's kind yeah, of an insult to her intelligence to uh, keep her in the same class. Okay, well, like, Are you able to level her up? Yeah, I could level her up. Um I agree with the extent. This just goes back to my ESL experience. You can only have so wide of a range in a language class. Like there does get to a breaking point where you can't facilitate. Like Cody, maybe you have this too, maybe the experience where it's like this person's too strong or this person's too weak. Yeah. Um, I mean, in high school, that, that definitely applied more when I had taught adults. Okay, here's a cool, cool little anecdote from today. I have an Italian student. 
Oh, parla l'italiano. Amo l'Italia. Mangio la pasta, la pizza. See his brain putting Spanish on top of his Italian. Which... Molto facile. Molto facile. <laughs> Molto bene. Right? So, and I was just like, okay, I was like, hey, okay, okay, like, slow down, slow down. Because, like, okay, I'm going to, like, use you. You are now, like, my model for the class. Like, because he started saying, he'd say a lot more than any other kid. Like, slow, slow down, slow down. And like, okay, what did he just say? What did he just say? Okay, he's talking about the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And, like, it's super hot in southern Italy. But you just get, like, like he's producing all of this already, right? So, you got this strong student. I was like, okay, I want to make this guy an asset on day one where, yes, I can challenge him individually, but he's going to be like a model for the other students because they might not be able to produce what he's saying, but they can definitely understand if it's been slowed down and get them to focus on what he's saying. And that's way cooler when that's coming from a peer than from old senor at the front of the class. Like, so, I mean, you got to... You got to use it. Yeah, I agree. If they're like way too far in advance, like I have one student, she's advancing straight to Spanish 30 um, this semester because she did do the work like on her own with Duolingo and other things. And she really yeah. advanced. So, I mean, yeah, that gets into assessment and placements and stuff, which is, yeah, you got to be. She can be uh, replaced. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like in the classroom, like if you can't change something, yeah. use stronger students to help like not as strong students. so it's fun man you just and then as a language teacher there's just so many different activities and like those simulated situations that you talk about that you can really dive into hey so i just came up with an idea yeah so what do you think about this so you know motivation is a big um issue mm -hmm. what if you because what's more motivating than having someone having okay how about this how if you like first day of class you play a video of mm -hmm. like someone who has learned spanish mm -hmm. who has learned mm -hmm. spanish like them that's like them like a kid because you can definitely yeah. find a video of on youtube like this like let's yeah. say some kid that that like speaks spanish like very fluently mm -hmm. and yeah. has like went from nothing being monolingual to mm -hmm. being dual bilingual yeah, yeah and um you know have that just put that video throw that video up on the board or on the on the projector yeah. and just show them yeah. maybe that because what's more contagious than than someone like that uh you know yeah. showing off their skills yeah, yeah for sure to, to everyone else isn't that a good idea because like if yeah. you do it because you can say like oh look at me like i'm i'm just like right. you guys once i was like you but you're still you know old senor I'm older like you're you're, get, you're getting up there, but I'm bud. only getting older, dude. I ain't getting but younger, you could you, you could probably you could probably find some kid, some wonder kid on YouTube. Um, yeah, that's like their age. That's like super fluent in Spanish. That like studied that's, really hard in high school and maybe went to like Spain afterwards and lived a year and then is like super fluent now. I don't know. That is interesting. What do you think? Yeah, no, that that idea has crossed my mind. I've never done it doesn't mean I couldn't in the future. I always thought, uh, do you guys know the polyglot Timothy Donor or Tim Donor? Yeah. Sounds familiar. Um, Sounds familiar. Well, I mean, he's older now. He'd be in his like mid-20s now. But back in the day, he was like a 15-year-old, 16-year-old. Oh, polyglot. he's the guy in New York City, right? New York yeah, City yeah, yeah. Guy. yeah. 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 Like who preceded Shalma. 
And there's that one video when I think he's 16 and he speaks 20 languages. Yeah. In the that, video. See, yeah, no, but to okay, be honest, though. That's wild. He, yeah, but he's a little too nerdy. Like, that's not motivated. Like, to me, that's cool, <laughs> that's but it's okay, not motivating. So that's what you okay, want, so like, just... a, like an average Joe kid. Like, an average Joe kid. <laughs> and you want to just throw him up on the board just to, like, right. the first day. And you say, like, this could be you guys, literally, like, next year. You study and yeah. like go hard and like hang out with Mexicans all the time, then this could be you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then you throw him up there, and then yeah. he has like a little intro and speaks a little bit in Spanish with right. sub with you subtitles. Mm-hmm. They'll be able it to figure be, it out and see like, wow. You know, the cooler thing would be making me think of this now would be to have like previous alumni to our high school, or even like recent alumni who had just been through the program with me, who could say some things because heck kids coming in now might even know that kid right mm. like you know that person that's a kid that you, that's older than you that you know in the community so um if it's just like timothy donor wonderstar new york okay that's one thing but then like someone born and bred in the community doing that now and then maybe they're off doing something cool with it now yeah man um do you have an alumni I mean, that speaks Spanish well? I'm pretty stoked. I, I don't know if you guys know. I'm going to give a shout out to him. Uh, he's graduated now. So uh, my buddy, like you so I can, you met him when you were here, Ray Warwick. So Raymundo. Is that Raymundo? Raymundo. So shout out to Ray. Uh, I just found out he's playing hockey in Grand Forks, British Columbia. And he's taking Spanish. He's going to carry nice. on the Spanish dream. So I was nice. a Spanish teacher. That's pretty fulfilling, right? When you're yeah. just like uh, somebody's carrying on. I mean, if there's any inspiration that I can keep doing. So uh, shout out nice. to Ray. Anyone that knows him, that's listening. Oh, Ray Mundo. Um, He's a so, legend. So yeah, it's it'd be a student like him that, you know, could come back and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I hope they can go on and have awesome experiences traveling or meeting. Mm-hmm. Spanish speakers you know maybe there's a meetup where he's gonna go live right Right, but they have to understand like I wish I understood that like I wish someone threw up a video of of them speaking languages like being a language learner having learned these languages right yeah yeah and I mean it might even be like imagine it was cool if you had like I don't know a 10 minute video and then every two minutes showed like a different three month like check-in points so you had like mm-hmm. yeah when the person's just to see the progress struggling. like yeah watch. like a progress video right because a yeah. lot of kids a lot of those kids don't understand that they actually can learn it like actually can learn it to a very high level very relatively quickly Rel- yeah 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 i mean like don't get off into like like dreaming about like expert c1 stuff no but, but they can get like nice b1 social yeah, cool. like yeah, like fairly, right. fairly uh, able to hold conversations. Fairly yeah. capable of holding conversations after a year, for 100%, sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And then I think, as a teacher, you really got to like animate that to the class. Like, get everyone's. Don't get just that person on board. Get the three friends around them on board, too, because now they got like a, a network, a team, a group working on this. Right. Like they're doing that crowdsource guessing, that crowdsource knowledge where it's like, oh, I don't know the word, but oh, you remember the word. OK, cool. Now we can like do the activity. Right. And 
I mean, you throw in a little competition because they're high school kids and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, motivation massive. Like, like we were joking today about hiking in Kananaskis here. Summer's so like, do you guys know if you're like, you get good at hiking, you can hike the, uh, um, oh, what's that crazy long trail in Spain called? La Compostela, La El Camino oh. de Santiago. Yeah. La Compostela. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, do you guys know how long that one is? No, like 800 kilometers. Like, wow, it's like, <laughs> like if you're into hiking, why not? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, there's this experience waiting out there for you. And imagine if you had Spanish while you were doing that. So, makes it so um, much better. Yeah. Se puede man, charlar like, con los, con los, <laughs> los locales. Los locales, no los vascos. So, hey, you know what to, to add on to gallegos, what we were saying gallegos. before about um, like teachers seeing their students progress like that's so, so a cool idea that I've kind of like played around with is uh, when I so I, the first time I ever took a foreign language like of my own volition was was German mm-hmm. in middle school. Actually, that's when right. I first started like flirting around with it. Yeah. And I think I was in like grade eight or grade nine or something like that. And I remember my teacher saying to all of the students that um, just talking about him, like if you guys continue on into high school or if you continue on to university and if you become teachers yourselves and things like that, like, and he was like kind of get planting that seed in our heads. And I have this idea where I, I haven't actually, so I'm actually from the town of Devon. Shout out to Devon. Shout out to Devon. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a small town just out, uh, just a little cool bit southwest little mountain of spot Edmonton. there too. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's got a beautiful river valley, amazing golf course, campground. So it's a nice little town. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been back there in, oh God, I think six, maybe seven years because... Uh, my family moved away from there and I don't really talk to anyone from high school anymore. So I haven't really had a reason to go visit there, but I think um, sometime in the near future, maybe in the next few years, I would like to go back to Devon and go see Mr. Spencer. Mr. Spencer is his name. And I want to see if he's still at the middle school and I want to go to his classroom and say, Hey, it's Cody. You remember me? <laughs> and, <laughs> to, yeah, like just listen what I've done for the past ten years, and I want to just see like how he reacts to that. You should honestly do That's that. That's kind of the ambition, Deutschsprach. Maybe I'll be better at German than him. Vielleicht, <laughs> dude. You should honestly do that because seriously, man. That's what I mean. For a teacher to like see work pay off in students, and I can only imagine. Like I've seen some of our older teachers on staff, like like man, you guys see so many kids. Like and you just form these relationships, then they're off, they're gone, right? And uh, dude, seriously, go back and see him. You will make his day. Like I swear, it'll to be God. like a it'll Oops. be like a, a Walter White Jesse Pinkman moment <laughs> <laughs> for language labs yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so um yeah because it's interesting because you form certain like teacher bonds um when you're a certain age and then but i mean you guys talked to this too like i've had a slew of different language tutors too as an adult where it's, it's different because you know just an adult and um but sweco you seem to have a good one like 
with your tío Gonza. No, like he's Gonza. he's like Gonza. <laughs> he's gonna come. On, I'm gonna have him come on the pod soon. Oh, Charlar yeah. un poco Charlar sobre la vida en Francia. Quick side note on Spain. Uh, money Heist, Casa de Papel, Season 5, comes out this weekend. I'm That's... Pumped. Is that Friday? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. A little busy this weekend, but uh, I will be. I will be. Sí, la próxima. La próxima. Next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those shows. It's like, okay, I'm only watching one episode at night because I, I binge this. I'm burnt it but uh um yeah yeah i don't know like it's i i, I fun i don't know i i found teaching adults was super fun too though when i did that because it is something a little different when you're just teaching someone your age if not sometimes a lot older than me sometimes i was yeah teaching, yeah. teaching abuelitas like that are like in their 60s and 70s and it's kind of interesting because as you're Teaching with them, they would almost like start treating you like a grandson type of thing, like Kindle types of scenarios when you're teaching. So, yeah, yeah kids are more interesting. Not, no, not any necessarily. Age any age is interesting, to be honest. Yeah, any any but age kids is except... more gratifying. No, kids you know is more what? gratifying when you get like a uh, wunderkind like Cody. No, in. no, it's a- any kids except for really little kids because that feels more like daycare. Yeah. Well, I've always said uh, lower elementary teachers should get paid the most because that is. Oh no, I'm not even talking about. I'm talking about like babies, like, like oh, yeah, toddlers yeah, and like kindergarten. Yeah. Like that. What about lower is... elementary though? That's like. That's e- not even easy. that. Yeah, even th- that's basically what I'm teaching right now: lower elementary and. Um, yeah, you got to be on top of your game. Yeah. Like, not necessarily in terms of, like, what you need to, like, the material you need to teach, but I'm talking about mm-hmm. student management. Like, yes. just making sure they're paying attention, like, that they're not screwing around with each other and, like, doing stupid things. Like, so you've got that other element that you need to add on to your teaching, which makes, so I think that teaching that level of kids is, like, it's hard, man. Oh, dude. If, yeah, you're you're in boot camp for classroom management, teaching that age because yeah, I've seen what elementary teachers have to do to like reinforce behavior, and it's like I'm just way too chill of a guy <laughs> to like. Um, I'm not saying high school kids the odd time don't have to get like you have to like actually kids. reprimand them. Yeah, but it's it's way different with high school yeah, kids, yeah, like yeah. with with lower elementary kindergarten preschool like like it's it's almost you constantly need to be vigilant yes because they're always gonna do something yes like some kids gonna talk out of turn some kids gonna make stupid noises some kids gonna ask to go to the bathroom like there's just like always something happening (laughs) you're right right how do you find that because cody i'm interested now because i've never had much experience with that like teaching language in particular like are they doing like play activities or like like how do kids that age when you have to keep them on track so vigilantly like what does language development look like for for that age you know i think it i think 
the curriculum is pretty different back home compared to how it is here in in East Asia. But here yeah. it's like, dude, like they're doing a lot of boring stuff in mm-hmm. class, and so that That's makes right. the student management that much more difficult because, mm-hmm. so, like, yep. maybe some of them might be like actually interested, but most of them are just bored out of their minds, right? Right. So you gotta like. And I think, uh, luckily, because I have a very, like, kind of silly and ridiculous personality <laughs> as it is. Yeah, yeah. So, that I really allow that to come out with the kids. And that I think right. that really helps me teach. So, I can turn boring material uh, Into, relatively yeah. interesting. Right. And, um, yeah. So, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, with, with little kids, like, you just got to make it interesting and fun for them. Because that's, that's all they want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't really care what they're doing. They just want to have fun. Yeah, yeah, no, like that is a young age, pre-kindergarten, like holy smokes. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. I I don't have any of that here. I only have oh, lower okay. elementary here. Lower elementary, but, okay. But when I was in China, oh my god, yeah, like the younger you get, the more fun they just want to have, and the less craps they give about anything they're doing. Because when I was in China, like there were some classes I had. There were kids like three years old, four years old, and when you're dealing with that, it's like. It's it's brutal, man. Like it, <laughs> they really don't care what they're doing, right. as long as they're laughing and having a good time, and teachers being silly and being an idiot, then they're happy and and they'll yeah. do whatever you want. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's fun to develop that kind of personality as a teacher. Right? Like even when I introduce my last name in French, like how do you think you say this in French? And, they attempt a couple times, like nah, 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 like Monsieur Renier. Like when I am this class, this is my persona. This is who yeah. I am, right? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play it up, whatever. Any teacher out there, whatever little quirk you got, little character thing, play it up, play it up. You only have you got nothing to lose. So mm-hmm. yeah, lots of fun, lots of fun. So i mean i mean any school year there's always a hall like there's always that honeymoon phase and then like things set in that you're like you're you're in the grind and whatnot what's that like a couple weeks depends depends (laughs) on the class i mean cody's right though like a huge way like classroom management if you want to avoid a ton of issues just have engaging and compelling activities fun things to do i mean it's it's the carrot compared to the stick right to to what you want to do and like for i mean it's interesting my level of classes where we i can focus on more of like like oral language development like they're teenagers right they want to chat they want to talk like we do like a bit of basic writing and reading but for the vast majority i can it's very cool to be able to be like we're gonna be like a speaking listening based class so um, I mean, all the languages, all the language skills of reading, um, reading, writing, listening, speaking, they all do reinforce each other in some way. But it is cool when you can put like, you can tailor your class to like, I'm going to emphasize like speaking is my main component, right? So like for a high school level. So, I mean, as adult language learners, I feel I mean, we kind of just wander into our preferences as is, right? Like what we like. And in my experience with most polyglots, like a lot of it's speaking. Mm-hmm. 
like reading and writing is very nice and cool and i mean it's yeah, just no it's all speaking social like, we've talked about this before like it's yeah right so i mean that can what i my basically my point is like you basically can start making that selection at a high school level age being like this is yeah. probably good this is how spanish will be most relevant to you in your life in speaking is speaking yeah so spoken spoke spanish yeah. fascinating okay so the school year has officially started school year has begun for so, both of you guys uh, yeah yeah so uh give not for me not well, for no, me however was, what 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 is what what has started what has started here in ontario are language meetups and conversation yeah. groups okay so yeah i was telling you guys i was telling cody i made a bunch of new friends now spanish-speaking yeah. friends nice yeah so we we meet up at a bar now every tuesday and nice. uh hang out shoot Dude. the shit That's, in yeah. in spanish and then also i met, I met a guy uh, um a cool guy playing soccer from colombia and another cool guy from chile chi, chi, chi. Le, le, le. right Le-ba, so chile. especially living here in canada north america in general it's very easy to find uh cool spanish-speaking people yeah, which dude. is nice. Mm-hmm. That's and that's important. Set night. Yeah, this is Spanish night. Yeah, Tuesday night. That's Spanish night. Yeah, that's so. I mean, it's I know clutch. life happens. It's clutch. it's clutch. If you're in some kind of group that like, and the thing is, like, the only way to maintain, like, to ma- actually actively maintain a language is to have a social circle or a social community within the language. That's the only way to actually actively maintain it every single week is to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like because otherwise, you know, French, I don't have a social community in French that I can speak French in every week. I don't have that. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but that doesn't do it. I don't have that in German. I only have it in Swedish, English and Spanish. And those are my, my three main languages. And those yeah. are the languages that I like, keep up. Right. Totally. And it's uh. That social circle of a language is so crucial. I mean, it's how we met. Imperative. Yeah, Yeah, it's imperative. And I'm yeah, I'm working on French. It would be cool to get German. I know there's some there's a cool German or there is apparently a German group in Oakville Mm. that meets up once a week. Um, that's a little farther from me. Like the one I go to is in Guelph, which is where I work, which is nice because it's I can just drop by after work and it's nice, and then I can go home after that. Yeah. But no, it's kind of interesting. You know, I moved, I, I live in Milton, Ontario, which is closer yeah. to Toronto, to downtown Toronto than from where I work. And right. I moved here because I thought I'd have better social opportunities. But now right. all the friends that I made are either in Guelph or in Waterloo, which is the other <laughs> way, which is where I live. <laughs> However, I do have some Irony. friends in Mississauga and Toronto as well. But, and I do play soccer in Mississauga and baseball in Brampton. Mm-hmm. So it is nice. It's nice that Milton's like this, nice community oh, nice town under. in the middle of everything yeah so like i'm constantly going like within a 20 minute radius i have like a bunch of fun activities and friends and stuff waterloo is a little farther away that's probably like 40 minutes right oh okay but i don't right. go there too often yeah man i mean that's sick well that is like one of the huge upsides of being GTA, like that's a massive popular. Yeah, like area. Ontario. How many cities are in the GTA? 
Well, so technically, Guelph, Waterloo, and Kitchener, Cambridge, I don't think they're technically in the GTA, but they're in the same zone, right? Yeah. Like within an hour radius of downtown Toronto, you have a lot of places. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of places. Yeah, like you're in a lot of places. Facility. Yeah. And okay. it's, it's cool because there's everything, right? And there's, there's infinitely many people you can hang out with, which is nice. Like you can find totally. communities for everything. Yeah, like it's not crazy. it's not hard to find, for example, a Spanish speaking community. Right. And like, like big cities, right? They got that cosmopolitan flair, which is like I know okay, Cody imagine for one second that it wasn't corona times. Oh. Um like I'm sure his soul would be off the chain too. I was her. actually just talking about that recently with somebody, just like what soul was like before covid and oh this place is crazy right right there's just so much to do here so many cool people you can meet so it's 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 really frustrating just everything happening with covid right now that it's like i feel like that experience is being like stolen from me right this like lost opportunity yeah yeah that that's how i felt in barcelona Mm. i felt robbed robbed yeah well that was robbing us yeah robbing us blind um because like i remember you saying that that you wherever you moved it couldn't be that far from a meetup which i always found yeah well that i was joking i was kind of joking when i was saying that but i know but but the point being that wherever you move there has to be a sense of community obviously yeah, like around what like you're the thing into. is the thing is dude i love strathmore i have nothing bad to say about strathmore but it's a little too small for me to be honest <laughs> it is totally not, it is fun, close man. to calgary which is nice well that's but if strathmore were let's say 30 minutes more east yeah. then that would be no go for me yeah i know yeah it might even be no go for me yeah yeah luckily, even for you. <laughs> luckily i am in the orbit Oh, big and you're you're a man of you're it is an hombre del campo. Un campo un hombre campesino. Hombre de viajar por carretera. I was looking at road trip. So uh, yeah, I love a, a quick roadie into town too. So um, so it's yes. enjoyable. I mean, yeah, no, you need you need that community like. I'm yeah, not like I wouldn't call myself like a big city guy. Like I'm really yeah. not like a big city guy, but I'm definitely a, a bigger like metropolitan guy. Let's just call it that. That's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel because um I think this is a really cool ex- oh, I mean especially if covid stops here. Like I think I'll have a really cool experience for the remainder of my time here, but I don't want to live in a huge cosmopolitan city like this for the rest of my life it's a bit overwhelming to be honest like sometimes i feel like oh like this is a bit too much just like walking around and like all the sites and all the people and everything like i find it a little bit overstimulating so um, cody how yeah how central are you right now like if you go out on the street are you down like on the city like on a block on a city block yeah i'm 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 in a pretty solid location. So um, I'm not in like downtown 
Well, I don't know. It's hard to define what downtown Seoul would be because the layout of the city here is just very But is it, is it like bustling traffic outside? Not as much as you would think, but it's still, yeah, I'm still in a main kind of area. It's like, like I'm you in, go outside I'm in, and it's, it's definitely Seoul, like the city. It's not yeah, suburbia in, in any way. No, I'm in Seoul proper. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's not even on like the edge of the city. Like I'm in a fairly central location. Like I'm near so for maybe Ian might know where this is if he likes geography and maybe some of the listeners who have been here might know. I'm I live pretty close to Hongdae. Why would he know yeah, that? The... Because he's learning Korean? Well, I know Gangnam. It's, I mean, that's yeah, how, I don't that's know. Place kind of as well. <laughs> no, okay, can you explain what is that thing? Cody, like, is that okay, like a... Hongdae is like it's kind of like a hip area where you can f- a lot of foreigners okay. hang out there. Gotcha. Okay. And there's a lot of like yeah. uh, there's a lot of bars and shops and things like that. Right. And I I live like probably a 20 minute walk from there. Okay. And but Hongdae it's it's even though it's really popular, it's kind of like the farthest most popular place in Seoul, I guess, mm. okay. from the center. Right. Right. Does that does that begin with an H? Yeah. And how do you, how do you how how do you say it again? H O N G D A E. Hongdae. Hongdae. Okay. Yeah, you get, I'm I'm trying to find it. And is it what direction is it? It's in the west part of Seoul. Yeah. Yeah, you guys can keep talking. Yeah. And is it close no, to the yeah, airport? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not close to the airport. I feel like, but it's any... towards the airport. Yeah, I think any big city internationally has. I don't. I don't want to call it tourist traps, but like, uh, like what attracts expats? Maybe. Like, oh yeah, foreign bu- foreigner bubbles. Foreign bubbles. Cody, maybe? Cody, is it north of the river or south? It's north of the river. What's the name of the main river again? The Han River. The Han, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you close to the river? Yeah, I can walk. I live like I can probably walk to the river in like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. It's actually really big. Like the Han River is huge. Yeah. I it's think... always oh, it brought me back to Ontario. Google Maps on for South Korea sucks. Eh? Yeah, it's it's so bad. Yeah, so I thought you, I forgot you were using Google what Maps. Do like, use, what do they use? Because everything in Asia seems a little different, like app wise. Oh yeah. Um, Even their so messengers they use, and yeah, they use uh, Naver Maps or Kakao oh, Maps. Naver. Is yeah, it good? Yeah, okay, I've heard of Naver. Yeah. Yes, it's good for korea but it's it's funny neighbor maps and kakao maps it literally only shows you korea okay like you can't even look at the rest of the world it's it's only for korea can you use neighbor here if no no for canada no it doesn't exist like you you try you like for example, if you try to go to Japan to look at Japan on neighbor yeah, neighbor maps, right. so you literally can't go there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Cody, one more time the name of it. Sorry, Dubario. Hongdae. Oh, that's not my neighborhood, but it's the the yeah, what's it closest. Called? 
the closest popular area to my Hongdae? place is called Hongdae. Hongdae. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess what? No, yeah, I'm just trying to think of, like in my travel experiences. Like there always are these. Even when I was with Lee in Kiev, like there was like, like the expat spots. I guess like these popular spots that, which are cool too, right? Like you meet that's how you meet could meet a ton of people. Like like was that Airbnb you stayed at, Cody? Um, like because that had a bunch of international people. You no. Know? Yeah, that was like there were international students there because it was oh, kind okay. of close to a university right and so it was mostly like european exchange students at the mm. house i was the only working person other there was one korean guy who was living there but he was working right okay. but everyone else was it's a student yeah. i found it now cody that's really central yeah it's it's fairly central yeah you're still within like the main ring road around yeah, the city. Yeah, yeah. Do people drive a lot? Yeah, there's a people lot of cars? cars in the road here. But I mean, like it's lots like here, of people though. lots of people take the subway and the bus too. Cause like transportation the public transportation here is awesome. Isn't is Seoul one of the most dense cities in the world? It is oh oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's people. There so is people that where you everywhere. say like that big city like it's almost too big or too uh concentrated? Yeah, like there's Congested. like it yeah, there's just there's people everywhere you go like <clears throat> even in the So it's kind of cool. Outside my house there's like a a forest line park. It's a it's like a forest that's built over a subway line. So it's it's a really cool idea. And um it I actually take that to work every day. So it's a nice little walk that I got. Nice. And there's always people in this park. Like you go out at like 10 o'clock and there's it looks like the same amount of people during the day. Oh, at night. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like there's always people on the street here, except for like really late at night, because most people have like set bedtimes. Like there's not really that diff. Uh, most people have this very similar lifestyle here. Right. Yeah. Right. But they, I mean, okay. I know things are closing early, but on, like in normal times, like they'd be out pretty late though. Sometimes like, yeah. Because I remember like Cholo, our buddy Alejandro, said when he brought his family to Calgary, they were shocked with the empty streets on a Sunday. Like they just couldn't mm. comprehend that. Yeah, but that's like, Calgary. Is that is that Toronto? Like, no, no, no. You'll okay. see Toronto. It's packed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, it's been four years since I've been to Toronto. Um, but yeah, because even I guess that size of city in Mexico, like Cholo was just like, man, this would be crazed with people. Like this would be like this. Ha, ha, like hopping like there'd be people yeah, calgary's yeah. dead but yeah, i kind of like right? the calgary's dead I, for some reason i call it it's chill the quiet yeah it's well i mean it's too it's tranquil like I guess, it's like yeah. there's this serenity to it mm-hmm. i kind of like it i kind of like the I calgary's think, 
I, I really I really love Calgary. I think it's got the best of both worlds. Like you can still mm-hmm. meet a lot of cool people and it's great for socializing, but it's not yeah. like it's not overwhelming, it's not overstimulating. Right. Yeah, Calgary's right. Cal- Calgary's a nice nice place because like if you get into the suburbs there or like other parts of the city, like there are a lot of really cool parts of the city to live. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. get a nice house in like the south end. Yeah, man. Right next to the Elbow River. Lots of neighborhoods. That's that's, that's my plan. I that's get a nice plan. I don't know. There. I don't know about like that exact location, but like no, just but get a house somewhere in somewhere the... in Calgary. Just hang out. Yeah, yeah. Go to Azrin's language meetups. I know. Sorry, I go to mountains on the weekends. I only made it's it to life. one of Azrin's. Only one of Azrin's meetups, but I'm gonna be back soon, Azrin. If you're listening, shout out. Azrin. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, I mean, the big cities afford a lot of very cool social opportunities. I mean, that said, and I actually got proposed this idea last year from a lady who I met at the Korean meetup in Calgary who lived out here in Strathmore being like, why don't we start our own Spanish club here in Strathmore like meetup? And I think I made up some excuses like working and stuff and some of might've been true. And, uh, but it's like, okay, a small place, but if you don't have what's in your community, start it. Be that initiator too, right? So, um, I mean, I'm still in a place big enough to maybe garner some interest. So, um, I think, I guess it's it's kind of like that punk rock, do-it-yourself attitude. If you just can't, like, if there is not around you, then just make it yourself kind of thing so yeah yeah i'm like i said i'm kind of leading this new initiative yeah no that's what that's cool right there you go and then there's people around you then yeah get started with that so how's the italian italiano molto bene molto bene molto bene italiano music i feel like Italian's got like the most musicality. Like it just, it's so up and down. Si, molto musicale. Molto musicale. I love it. I love it. Parla l'italiano. Uh, uh, si. this, new, this new international student I have uh, be like, hey, man, let's go just do, speak some Italian. <laughs> Italiano. <laughs> Get a shot of Italian on the side. <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah. I mean, so he's That's brand cool. new in Canada. Yeah, I just arrived. You told our whole class. Yeah, he just got here August twenty third. He's super nice. excited. And how's um, he liking uh, it? Well, I mean, like this goes kind of back just to our conversation we just had. So he's from Pisa, Italy, which is a big city. And he's like, and then I came to Strathmore. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like, I think there's culture shock both ways. You know, yeah. Anytime you hear this word culture shock, it's just like something remarkably different than what you're used to. Is that what you mean? Like, like I don't know. Probably because I'm going to Toronto this weekend. It's That'd always be a little culture, big culture city. shock for you. Well, I've been before, but every time I'm back, it's just like, oh, snap. whoa, this place like, is big. This is Canada, the New York of like when I see those giant skyscrapers. Um, I've, I've been to New York City once and uh, you're just like, oh, like you're just not used to your skyline being buildings. Yeah. Right? Even in downtown Calgary or Edmonton, like there's tall buildings, but they're not like, they don't take up the skyline. 
Yeah, they so, don't take over. And yeah, like in here. yeah. So I mean, like the CN uh, Tower, just like. But it's funny. It's funny because I always remember the story my buddy Trent told me. He's from Lloydminster, my hometown, and they had a basketball program that got a couple guys from Toronto to come play out in Lloydminster. And Trent had to go drive to the airport to pick these guys up. So, and these guys had never been out of Toronto in their whole lives, like 18 years old now. Uh, Trent picks them up. He's like driving them out of Edmonton Airport. And I guess the one guy like taps the other guy on the shoulder. He's like, hey, look, 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 look. They have cows here or something, right? So it's just like that's silly like though, because we have a lot that's of cows like, in Ontario. Like Ontario's okay. rural. Like Ontario, okay, it's I don't, really know. I don't know the comparative completely if it's like they never left urban Toronto or something. Like okay. maybe it's slightly exaggerated, maybe, but maybe if they're from the hood. Yeah, maybe potentially. So they're from like North right. York. Could be, could be. So anytime I hear culture shock, like, I don't know, have you guys ever, like, a, like I remember when I was going on my trip, they, like, really, like, when I went to Nicaragua, Honduras, we had all these, like, prep classes and stuff, and they, like, really tried to be, like, like there's going to be culture shock, you're going to be homesick, you're going to, like, you're going to go through all the, all these phases, and to me, I don't know, I think it's, like, a personality thing, but none of that happened for me in the sense of, like, never homesick i was super stoked to be like kind of in a mysterious place that i didn't know i knew a little bit about from reading but not from like other ways yeah i've so, never i've never been homesick i don't think or culture shocked mm. yeah i've been culture shocked like i've been like holy smokes right, okay. no, it's like wow i'm here and this is different right. but i've never been like right. wow like i really miss home uh -huh. i never really felt that yeah, like I need to have like some kind of like. But then again, I don't really have a strong. I I don't really have a strong feeling of home. Like I don't really have that sensation of anywhere being home. Yeah, okay. So I, that's why that's that probably explains me not not, not being homesick ever. But yeah, yeah I've been culture shocked for sure. Yeah, going down to Columbia. Okay. Trying to navigate myself through the airport there, and then the train station and all that. Right. I bet Cody. I bet something similar oh, happened yeah. to you when you came to korea yeah well i've i've experienced culture shock but um it hasn't been that serious like i've never been like oh my god right, like, so like i've never had yeah, that yeah. I, I would say the biggest culture shock i ever experienced was actually when i went to mexico to do my homestay I remember getting out of the the airport and taking the taxi to my homestay and i just remember looking out the window like whoa like i'm in mexico like this is so cool yeah and actually it, this is really surprising because i experienced more culture shock there than i did when i went to china i don't know why but i mean obviously i experienced culture shock when i first arrived in china i was like whoa like this is china but i wasn't completely taken aback like i was in mexico it was very strange and it's the yeah. same with korea like because i was so used to how things are china we're in China and like Korea is pretty similar to be honest. So when I first got here to Korea, I was just like, yeah, all right, this yeah, is, this is Korea. Go. It's, it's yeah. different than Canada. And I was never really hugely taken aback. I would say like homesickness. I've never been homesick for like a long period of time, but I've had, I've definitely had bursts of homesickness for sure. Because unlike, um, Sweco here. I've I have a very strong sense of home. 
So yeah, that's that's affected me a few times. And currently I'm I'm kind of experiencing that right now. Um but it's like it's just more like a little burst of homesickness. Mm. Not like I'm not like laying in bed right. awake at night like I want to go home. Right. It's, no, it's right. nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me culture shock the amount of English in Europe was a shock to me because for some reason in my mind Europe was always just off in this land of multitudes of languages which it is technically but in terms of just like being a tourist like it was I wanted to be like in a very confused situation sometimes i just couldn't get it because there's too much english (laughs) this is too easy well yeah it's too easy in the sense of like oh come on guys like like i could have just stuck around canada for a while yeah (laughs) um so like eastern europe a little more but um i think that's even, even like a place like austria or where i do plan to go in germany it's like I think that puts like even more pressure to have even better German skills to like not get sold down the English river if I'm in a situation. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, um, yeah, everywhere's a little different. So, I don't know. What what do we got on the week ahead? What's happening? I'm going to Quebec. Je vais aller. Québec, oh, la province nice. euh, plus ouais. importante de pays Ooh. du Canada. Vraiment, vraiment. Alors, <rire> euh, on peut parler un peu de français avec une, avec une l'autre. Et ouais. Oui, c'est ça. Ouais. Très bien, très bien. Ouais. Yeah, we're doing a little reshuffling here in the great country of Canada. I'm going to Quebec. <rire> Ian's going to Ontario. Just for a couple of days, a couple Just nights. for a couple of days. Watch the Blue Jays, Le- go Jays, wild card. Le- leaving Alberta unguarded for now. Yeah, we'll be okay. We'll be all right. I mean, so I'm, I'm going to go check out the vaccine passport implementation up in Quebec. Okay. Yeah. You know, why not? See what's to come in Ontario on September 22nd, I think. That's when we get our vaccine passport. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cody's getting vaccinated. Congrats, yeah, bud. September 18th, getting Pfizer. Nice, man. How do you say it in German? Pfizer. 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 Adios. Right on. So, another yeah. week of teaching, Cody? Um, yeah, so group? I got... Well, it's Thursday today for me, so I only got two days of work left, and then I got a yeah, yes, weekend man. here just... Um, just hanging out on the weekend and I might go hiking this weekend actually because the weather started to cool down finally and I haven't done like any hiking since I've been in here in Seoul just because it's been so hot so um yeah I think I'm gonna do that and and then next week just uh finally get back into the gym and get started with this taekwondo dream that I have and yeah, hopefully, been talking about that for a while. Yeah, so hopefully things start to get uh, a little more, a little more regular here. I'm kind of craving that right now. But you guys don't have a, a vaccine passport. No, because not enough people are vaccinated yeah, okay, yet. So it's not a thing yet. Yeah, but it, it will. It I think maybe in like 
November, December, they'll start talking about that. Yeah, it'll come. Probably. La passe sanitaire. The COVID-19. Vale. In the meantime, folks, keep your language passports. Keep those strong, too, because... uh, that's uh that's a fun way to get around as well so yeah um where are they coming oh they're already here man just uh when you go no mandates we want mandates (laughs) oh oh, language mandates yeah one of the language mandates coming yeah when you when you're uh when you're a high school student and you fly to strathmore and you uh there's a language mandate register with the class with senor uh there's your mandate senor regnier so, el mandate uh, de, de uh, los idiomas. El mandate de idiomas, sí. So, that's what we might, we're gonna, maybe we'll change the pod name to... Uh, uh, the language mandate. The language mandate. The language passport. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. To quote Steve Dangle. Okay, folks. Uh, let's wrap that up here. Episode 52. Merci, um, Bingo. Okay, merci, the boys. Uh, we still got our big um, Afghanistan episode around the corner. If you've been following the news, lots going on in Afghanistan. Uh, we have Valeria, um, Tarina around the corner, and our other buddy, SF Lang Lover around the corner. Check us out Twitter, uh, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Apple's. Um, pods, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your social media, the Linkaholics are there. Um, thank you, folks. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.